You can hear me for miles and 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 miles. You got the wrong Steve Holly. Oh shoot. Today, Lane and Danny are BS with the man behind the premier event to support first responders in our city. A Thanksgiving Eve tradition in St. Louis. The executive director of Guns and Hoses, Steve Holly. Weezy Say goodbye to the old guy back cause I'm too fly. Let's do this. Uh Danny. What's up, man? How's it going, man? Uh welcome to uh BSN with uh Lane and Danny. Uh that's when we have uh very special guests in. Uh guest show. Um today we've got man. Very special guest. Yeah, not only a uh, special guest, but for what he stands for, the special cause that he's uh, all about and involved with. Uh, I like to uh, fancy myself as a very proud uh, uh, ambassador of St. Louis because uh, it's where I grew up. Uh, I, I love this city. Danny, I know you feel the same way, but I think few people have done more than what our next guest has done for the city. I don't know of anyone that has done more. Yeah, I mean dollars alone. If we can quantify it with dollars, I'll never touch what he's done. Not even in the amount of taxes I pay, will I be able to do nine hundred thousand uh, dollars alone one night? Uh, that was in the year of COVID, where there wasn't even an event. Uh, that was the year before. Yeah. No. Oh, I get them all mixed up. Yeah, last year though they still raised five hundred thousand dollars. Okay, without an event. We had uh, Steve Holly, who is the, uh, uh, what is his title again? He's the executive director. The executive director. Of Budweiser Guns and Hoses. Uh, that's uh, a huge event. Uh, everybody's obviously very familiar with that um, Thanksgiving Eve tradition here in our city. And uh, we were lucky enough to talk to him just moments ago. Uh, had a really uh, solid, informative interview. And uh, Danny... Uh, what did you learn about Steve today? Uh, just, just the the, the thing I took away the most from it is the passion and how long he's been doing it. Like he's he's been involved in it since pretty much the beginning and stuff. I think it was his dad. He said that started it. One of the three people or something like that. Uh, it, it's it's such a great cause. Uh, it's unfortunate that you have to have a an event like this, but it's it's great that you have people that are willing to to sacrifice their time and their energy and money. To support it, yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. He's just uh, because he is he is in the um, in the boxing world, um, so I guess he's involved in uh, in a lot of the uh, local events and uh, the sanctioned you know uh, boxing events in the area, which I, we're, you're already thankful for because a lot of those people just take their time to do it. And uh, but but he he takes it a step further, man. He's uh, um, working with the backstoppers and uh, raising all that money. I mean, he's he's uh, you know he's, there's a big footprint there of his that this all yeah. comes from. Yes, and not to mention that he was working a full time job and a couple of full time jobs is what it sounded like too. Uh, it's a lot of a lot of time spent to donate to help out with to help out with this cause, and uh, we thank him very much for that. Yeah, we. Um, <clears throat> We uh, so we were lucky enough to talk to Steve Holly. Uh, just just so everybody knows, uh, you you do know the event guns and hoses, but you might not know Steve Holly. Um, Steve Holly is 
uh, the executive director of Guns and Hoses. Uh, the way that all started was uh, was in. Uh, what was that? 1978? 87. Oh, 87. 1987. 1987. And uh, yeah, uh, ever since then, it's been going strong and building and becoming better. And uh, and for those of you event. that don't know, it's a charity boxing event that is put on to uh, help uh, the families of the first responders who have lost their lives in the line of duty. Uh, that's what the event is all about, is helping those who have lost. Yeah, that uh, when, he, when he mentioned that... Uh, Man, that's kind of grim. He said that uh, this is uh, the year where they're honoring the most uh, fallen uh, first responders that they ever have had to. He said 10. 10. That's, a, that's way too – one's too many. 10 is astronomical. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that means that uh, this year at the Guns and Hoses, they will be honoring uh, 10 fallen uh, first responders. So, uh, yeah, so anybody who's, um, who's interested in that and uh, – and would like to contribute uh, uh you go to where, where do you go for that uh, i believe it's stlbackstoppers.com is the website you can go to you can also uh I mean, we talk about it in the interview but you can it's gonna be live this uh this time around it's from seven to nine i think he said on what channel was it uh fox two fox two uh and they're gonna have a telethon too where you can call in and donate money to you guys should uh, definitely help out yeah so uh um, yeah, I encourage everybody to do that uh, and buy tickets because the other thing that we want to accomplish that night is to set the record for beer sold at uh, uh, Enterprise, Enterprise Arena yeah. <laughs> um, because uh, they 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 hold that record, and I thought that was pretty cool that they uh, hold the record for most beer sold. Yeah, I think he said they every year it's their record, and <laughs> except for one year, and then they took it right back. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. So uh, uh, donate to the Backstoppers. Also, uh, get down there and uh, show your love and support um, for um, lo local fighting in general, which is something we obviously love, and uh, and for all the first responders. So uh, a big thank you to the to the ladies and gentlemen who step up to actually uh, donate their time to training and getting ready for this and prepared to put on a good show for you guys. There, uh, remember, there are no losers, uh, only people who didn't win. Uh, Danny, you ready for me to uh, play the interview? I'm ready. All right, we're gonna go into it, guys. Uh, here's Steve Holly on uh, uh, Lane and Danny BSN. Hey, Steve Holly, man, I'm really happy that you uh, you took the time out of your uh, very busy uh, schedule to come talk to us. Well, glad to be with you guys, and uh, we'll have a little fun here. Yeah. Um, I call uh, my studio Nine Mile Studios. Do you know why? Because it's nine miles to the closest <laughs> bar. <laughs> no, I wouldn't live here if it was that far to the closest bar. <clears throat> um, no, it's uh, you know Nine Mile Garden. Uh, how long? How long have you lived in uh, in Afton? Oh, like thirty-five years. Okay. All right. So I figured you'd be better at that trivia trivia game but uh uh but uh let me uh let me tell the people who uh who who might listen uh steve holly uh english rock legend drummer of the paul mccartney band wings uh steve how is paul holding up these days and when will you teach ringo to play the drums oh wait well, that's the that's the wrong steve holly you got the wrong steve holly <laughs> oh shoot sorry about that uh steve did you did you know that there was another steve holly famous steve holly out there well, I don't know about famous, but I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there. 
Uh, yeah. So, so Steve, you, um, you, your name is uh, forever uh, uh, attached to the guns and hoses here in St. Louis. Um, uh, so your your title with the guns and hoses production is is what? Uh, I'm the currently I'm the executive director. Okay. Um, now, when it you were there from the very beginning. Yes, I've been involved since the very beginning. Uh, 1987 was the very first year. And uh, we've come a long way from there. Every year we try and get bigger, better, faster, stronger. And ultimately that results in more dollars being raised for the backstoppers and the families that we're trying to help support. No doubt. That's what it's all about, Steve. How does this event come about in 1987? What's the the conception of it? Well, Jerry Clinton, who was an Anheuser-Busch wholesaler out in St. Louis County, uh, had the idea. The original Guns and Hoses was supposed to be the St. Louis City Police Department versus the New York City Police Department in a boxing event. We were going to fly them in here, pay all their expenses, host an event, and the money was going to go to the backstoppers. Back in those days, the backstoppers was a pretty nondescript organization. There was a group of businessmen, about 150 of them, didn't want any recognition. They basically were formed to help support families that lost somebody in the line of duty. Now, realizing back in those days, there wasn't as many as there is today. But Jerry was a former amateur boxing champion, and he was closely aligned with amateur boxing as a sponsor. So he wanted to do something for the backstoppers, and he thought, hey, boxing... Boxing is his passion, so he wanted to do that. So after a little bit of research, it was found out that the New York City Police Department had 35,000 officers with the average age of 23, and the St. Louis City Police Department at that time had approximately 2,000 officers with the average age of 44. And that's so that's right the same away, today. Right away, it looked like a bad mix. <laughs> Yeah, but we're, like a bad mix. this is St. Louis. I think yeah. then, then so, and now we would have beat him. <laughs> so uh, Merle Taylor was also one of the uh, founding fathers. Merle was a local boxing legend, local labor legend, and uh, uh, just just one of the one of the guys that really spearheaded amateur boxing in St. Louis, along with Jack Martorelli, who was also a local labor leader. And then my dad, Bo Holly, was involved too. So <clears throat> when it was determined not to bring in the New York team, they still said, well, let's do a boxing event. <clears throat> so then they decided, let's have St. Louis City police and fire versus St. Louis County police and fire. So that's when the first event occurred. Uh, it was in May of 1987. Um, and it's obviously evolved a lot from then. Um, uh, so, uh, that, that would have been, uh, pretty interesting to, to make it, uh, uh, different cities. Has that ever uh, been thought out again? Maybe St. Louis versus Kansas city or another region? Well, in 2000 and, uh, was it 12, either 2012 or 2014, we held a national Guns and Hoses tournament here in St. Louis. 
we had teams from New York, Kansas, Texas, Louisiana. They all came in, and we had a, a big old tournament out at Family Arena out in St. Charles. We did that in the summer, just a little change of pace, and those guys were all our friends. They wanted to come to St. Louis, so we brought them all to town and is, is, had a nice little tournament. So so those cities all all have their own Guns and Hoses events, too, I guess, Correct. every year. But uh-huh. th- did the conception of the idea start here? Yeah, we were the first one. Uh, we're obviously the largest. We've been the largest every year. Texas started about 10 years after us. We helped them, and then the others just kind of came along. So you, you could take all of the others put together. They don't equal what we do money-wise. Wow. And attendance-wise, nobody comes even close to what we do. Yeah, it's a, it's a really fun event. I've, I've actually been going since I was a kid. Um, but I don't think anybody went last year, did they? <laughs> no, last year we uh, we originally postponed from the night before Thanksgiving, and we thought that things would be okay, that we could come back and do it in January, February, March. That was as late as we were going to go because then you get into baseball season and stuff like that, so we didn't want to interfere. Uh, but we ultimately canceled. So we're coming back after a, you know a year's hiatus, it's uh, uh, two two years since we've had the the gang all together. Um, and uh, that you there was still money raised last year for the backstoppers, right? Through the event, even yeah, though there wasn't and, one. Uh, our sponsors, who are the backbone of, of what we do, along with all the fans that buy tickets, uh, our our sponsors had donated five hundred thousand dollars collectively last year. And every one of them said, go ahead and give the donation to the backstoppers and we'll come back in in 2021 with a new donation. So that was uh, pretty, pretty much a strong testament to how these companies feel about our first responders in St. Louis, how they feel about our event, and really how they really feel about the community of St. Louis and, and what it means to everybody. Yeah, that's outstanding. I think it was. Uh, I think I saw a picture with a big check that said five hundred thousand dollars. I believe that was last year. Yeah, that was uh, in twenty nineteen. That big check said nine hundred thousand. Oh wow! And if, if you know, our goal, other than the first year, we lost money the first year, and Jerry Clinton wrote a check out of his mm. own personal account for twenty five thousand dollars to give to the backstoppers and. We had a meeting back then. There was only about 12 of us. And uh, Jerry said, hey, we're not losing money again. He goes, if we lose money again, we're done. So two things. We've never lost money. And other than last year when we didn't have an event, we've always raised more money the next year than we did the previous year. So the goal this year should be $900,001? Exactly. That's <laughs> what I tell people. They say, how much do we want to raise? We want to raise nine hundred thousand and one dollars, if possible. It's definitely so, a big buzz around St. Louis, the St. Louis County, and the St. Louis area as a whole. Uh, how uh, how did the Thanksgiving, the night before Thanksgiving, come about? Well, when we transferred over to that, a couple years into it, again, back in those days, these guys got holidays, so Thanksgiving was a holiday, so the guys that competed got the day off. Back in those days, we used to have, we would walk in, sing the national anthem, 
and have 26 fights. <laughs> wow. Now we've evolved to opening ceremonies and all kinds of interviews and bells and whistles. But so then it, then it just became tradition. We stayed on the night before Thanksgiving. There's been one or two times when we've had to vary from that due to things out of our control. But historically, out of the 34 events, I believe we've been the night before Thanksgiving at least 30 times. Um, yeah, it's definitely a tradition. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to it again this year. Uh, what's, uh, what's new for this year? Well, I can tell you within the first five minutes of the TV, bro. well, let me preface this. We've got, we're, we're going to be live TV on Fox 2 from 7 to 9. The show actually starts at 5.30. That'll be streamed on fighttv.com. We're going to have six fights then, and then we'll transition to live TV at 7. I can tell you within the first five minutes of the TV broadcast, you are going to hear from two icons, two of the most popular, most well-known icons, not in the United States, in the world, that are going to deliver a message to guns and hoses. Do you, do you get to tell us who those people are? <laughs> oh, you know I can't do that. <laughs> so there's going to be surprises this year. That's that's exciting. We, we try and do stuff different every year. Uh, a few years ago, we had the SWAT team drop from the rafters and bring the flag down. Uh, we've had, we've got an opening ceremony that rivals the Olympics. We call it our end of watch and where we really honor the officers and we try and do something a little different every year for that. Unfortunately, this year we've got 10 officers that we're going to honor. That's the most we've ever had. Uh, so that's, that's a, a, a very bad news situation. The good news is uh, we honor them with respect. Their families are there, and their families know that they're going to get the support they need. We can't replace the fact that their loved one is gone, but we certainly can help with the financial burden that comes with that. Not for a week, not for a month, not for a year, but for the rest of their lives. It's a really good cause and a really good thing you guys do. Uh, and it, it's so uh, great that St. Louis comes together and is able to put on such a spectacular event and raise uh, money for such a worthy cause. Yeah, collectively over the years, we've raised approximately $9 million. And wow. Right now, there's about 90 families with 65 children that are being supported annually by the backstoppers. Is, is so so that's a that's a huge production. So that's got to take a lot of work. Um, is so you, this is uh, this goes through planning probably for most of the year. You guys are planning out. I mean, this is your first year. You're going live, right, on TV. First year live on TV. Yeah, we've been well. We actually started working. We were going to go live last year on TV, so we've been working on the TV broadcast for about a year and a half, and it's uh, it, it's great. I uh, the producer and the director that we have doing the event do the Cardinal games, so we've got top notch talent. All of the talent that we have is all very highly respected and experienced in the industry. So we're going to have a top notch production team that's going to put this event on for us. That, that's awesome uh you said that it was uh fighter firefighters and police officers do you have any other like local boxers or mma standouts or anything like that that will be participating as well 
No, because these guys, you know, don't mistake them for professionals or top-notch amateurs. They're working guys and gals that train. Our, our mantra is safety is number one. So we match all of the, the fighters by age, weight, and ability. Uh, Merle Taylor coined a phrase many years ago, we don't put little Bo Peep in there with the big bad wolf. Right. Uh, that's not what it's about. No, it's have... about guys and gals getting in there competing. And the first thing you see at the end of the bout is both of them hug each other because it's all about the brotherhood. No so we, we, you know, we have an occasional broken nose or broken finger, but we've never had any real, real bad injuries because when we match them, we match them good. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to see a knockout because you will. But going in, everything's about as even as it can be because – Again, these are guys and gals that come out to represent a fallen officer, do it for a cause. Some of it have it on their bucket list because, you know, now they can come out and compete in front of 17,000 people. This year they're coming out because it's going to be on live TV. You know, so we have a, a variety of a variety of reasons why people compete. But bottom line is we don't overmatch or undermatch anybody. Um, Steve, uh, I look forward to seeing a knockout every time I watch boxing myself. And uh, I, I understand it for just being the competitive sport that it is. So uh, it wouldn't but bother we're gonna, me. You, you'll see some <laughs> boom booms Wednesday night. That's awesome. Yeah, 17,000 people. That's quite a, an audience to have to perform uh, in front of. Do any of these... Uh, do any of the uh, firefighters or police officers ever get that nervous feeling? And I mean, you know, it's for a good cause, but seventeen thousand people is an awful lot of people to perform in front of to get into a fight for in front a, of basically. for an amateur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what we tell them is when they when they're standing in that chute ready to get introduced, you know, don't look around, just get in the ring because it it is overwhelming. You know, you got a crowd cheering there, and then all of a sudden it's like, what the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and once some gloves are on and the, the headgear's on and everything's all set, there's no turning back. So, you know, these are these are tough guys and gals. So they just say, okay, time to do it. When, when there's, or, there's no way you can practice for that. Right, that's for sure. Win or lose. Uh, I'm sure, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of anxiety going in there. Uh, nobody wants to lose, especially in front of like thousands of people on the big stage like that. But I'm even in a loss, I'm sure everybody's so proud that they were uh, a part of uh, something like this. It's uh, uh, I, I'll tell you, uh, I, I, I wouldn't be ashamed to lose if I was a fighter in that in that ring. Well, we don't position it as winners and losers. We position this as guys that are competing now the guys that do win the bouts get a nice ring it's like a super bowl ring and uh obviously they get to they get bragged rights but we we uh do not position the 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 person that didn't win the match as a loser uh because it takes a lot of guts to get in there and do something you've never done before in front of people because they've all trained for some of them trained the whole year most of them have trained for at least six months. And, uh, you know, their goal is to do the best they can, and they understand that. 
But at the end of the match, they know they're in there for one reason and one reason only, to support the cause. The training and conditioning that goes into this, the preparation for to even get in there and do three minute round or three rounds, uh, is a lot. The sacrifice that they make. So we appreciate all of them for not only fighting but doing that and going through that aspect. Which leads me to my next question. Uh, this takes a lot of your time up, I would imagine, like putting this event, helping put this event together and stuff. So do you like have another job, or is this your sole focus year round? No, I worked at Anheuser-Busch for 26 years, oh. and this was not my job for Anheuser-Busch. I've been involved with amateur boxing since the early 70s. My dad's one of the guys that helped start it here in St. Louis. So I had a regular job. I was a normal working guy, just like everybody else. I worked at Anheuser-Busch, and I retired in 2011. Uh, then I've, I uh, teach college at, well, I was at Lindenwood SLU, Maryville, and Fontbonne. And right now I'm just still at Lindenwood. So I've always had regular jobs. This is just a passion and being a part of something that's great. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool that you uh, can be a part of such a big that's, event. Like that's, that. that's really cool. And it shows the passion that you have to sacrifice all of your time, to uh, a lot of your time to um, help this thing go on. Um, uh, so how many years ago did you start uh, incorporating MMA into the event? Uh, it's been about six or seven years. Jesse Finney, who's one of my closest friends, we uh, we brought him on to be part of our board of directors and then also to handle the MMA. So we try and do one or two MMA bouts a year, our kickboxing, and Jesse takes care of all of that because that's his livelihood. Uh, and they do a real great job of, of bringing in, and they're all first responders, bringing in first responders and training them and getting them ready because the trend is going towards MMA for the younger generation. So like anything else, you have to be willing to evolve. So down the road, and I mean, I don't mean like a year or two, but down the road, I'm sure that we'll end up having more MMA fights than we do boxing just because that's the trend. It's, uh, it's, it's a little more popular with the younger generation and so I, I kind of see things trending that way, you know, probably eight, nine, ten years down the road. You guys are definitely in great hands with uh, Jesse Finney spearheading that for you as well. So, Oh, yeah, Jesse's been one of my closest friends for many, many years. Uh, does a great job with his team from Shamrock Promotions. What promotion was that again? Uh, Shamrock, that's Sh Jesse's company, Shamrock Promotions. I just want to give him a cheap plug for you, Shamrock Promotions. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They, everybody knows, uh, familiar with Shamrock. They put on some great events uh, at the casino. Yes, they yeah. do. Um, so uh, what started out as, uh, I, I love I love the history, how it, how it built from an idea, and it's evolved over the years. Um, and, and one of the aspects was, uh, just firefighters and, uh, police officers, but there's, uh, the whole spectrum of first responders now, uh, paramedics and, uh, who's, who's all included in this, who all gets to, uh, fight in this promotion? Well, if you're, uh, we're kind of loose. If you're involved in, in some way, shape or form with first responders, um, we haven't expanded it to, like, nurses and medical folks, but security guards, judges, obviously co correctional officers, uh, folks like that, uh, we bring them in and they, we, we, we make them eligible. 
it's almost done on a on a case by case basis uh, because it does come down to two. I have to be able to match you, and just because you have the height and weight, then we have to check the ability. So, the first thing that all of these guys and gals are told is you have to train, and there's no guarantee of a fight. But if you don't train, you're guaranteed not to get a fight. Uh, is there um, so? Is it just whatever gym of their choice? Like um... no, I absolutely not. Um, we've got about five training facilities that we use. That way, we can monitor what they're doing, how they do it. And I have coaches at all these gyms. You know, I don't want somebody telling me. Oh yeah, I've been training in my uncle Abner's barn, and you know I hit the bag, so I'm ready to box uh, without being able to see. So we make it mandatory for these folks to train at our facilities. If their coaches are not part of our training staff, their coaches still have the ability to coach them during the bouts and have the ability to work with them, but. We make them train at our facility so we can keep track of what they're doing. And are, do you mean like the city boxing gyms? Uh, uh, no, I, right now we have the uh, city police academy, we have the county police academy. Uh, I've got a facility over in Illinois. I've got a facility out, two facilities out in St. Charles, and one facility down in Arnold. Um, we do not go to any of the any of the city recreation facilities or any of the independent boxing gyms, you know, they've got their own folks that they need to worry about and we don't need to be getting in their way. So we we've developed our own network of training facilities that are just exclusively for our guys. Uh, like, like I said, this, this, uh, event just evolves and it, and it just grows and, uh, it, um, it goes in many different directions and there's always something new to look forward to. Um, is there anything, uh, what, what kinds of, uh, areas do you want to move to? Like where, where do you want to take this event to? Uh, and if I could make a suggestion, maybe one year, uh, you could do like a winter classic at the new soccer stadium, an outdoor event. How about that? <laughs> Sounds a little chilly to me. <laughs> yeah, it does. If I was sound. a guy in gym shorts and boxing gloves, I'm not so sure that would be a great thing. Yep. You're going to have you to know, do that one in uh, about May. <laughs> if you wanted to do something in the summertime, we might throw that on the table, but yeah, uh, winter, winter classic doesn't work for boxing. <laughs> what about, uh, what about uh, future, future plans or things that, uh, ways you can go with the event? I guess uh, you're always well, thinking take, of something. We take it a year at a time. This is a big year for us with live TV. So we'll see how that shakes out and hopefully it'll go extremely well and we'll come back and do it next year. Uh, but we, we plan a year at a time. You know, this is, this is done on an annual basis. We try and figure out things that we can do differently that the public will like. I mean, I have a very simple goal at the end of the night when people leave I wanted to say, damn, that was fun. I'm coming back next year. Now, this year with people watching on TV, a lot of them will not have known who we are. And I want them to say, like, wow, I had no idea. I want to go see this event or I want to make a donation to support the backstoppers. 
it's it's one oh. of it's one of the uh, premier events at Enterprise. I'd say I go to a lot down there, and it, man, you guys really do put on a great production. We do have we do have a nice title at Enterprise. We are the largest beer drinking night of the year. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, yeah, we, we lost the title one year when <laughs> when the Kiss concert was here. Okay. But we uh, we regained it the following year. We were not going to be beat out by Kiss. <laughs> That's nice. Will there be a number on the uh, the TV tonight or a place that they can reach out to that's, for those who aren't, aren't able to attend that they could still donate money to? Yes, we are actually going to have a live telethon with a phone bank and a text bank available. So hopefully we'll uh, generate some additional funds that way. Awesome. If there's not, if they're not able to go to the event or see it on TV for whatever the reason may be, uh, but they hear this or see this on TV or word of mouth, is there how, how could they donate outside of those two uh, avenues? Well, our website is currently down, at, but it's supposed to be back up here within the next couple of days. They can go to our website and donate at stlgunsandhoses.com. That's STL uh, STLGunsandHoses.com? Correct. Awesome. Well, uh, Steve, um, I, I really appreciate you being here with us today, uh, taking the time out of your day. Uh, this is the Saturday, the weekend before the big event. So uh, I was really, really excited. Uh, good timing to get you on. Well, as, I call, as my nickname for the event is Gunzilla, <laughs> we're getting ready for a big Gunzilla next week. And... <laughs> I appreciate you guys uh, sharing a little love with me and bringing me on, and hopefully you'll come down and enjoy the show and have a great time. I absolutely will. Danny, are you going? Absolutely. Uh, th thank you for all your time you, sp you spend on this and the sacrifice you make, not only you, but all the people who, who take to put this on and the first responders as well. God bless. All right, guys, and if you want to do a little recap sometime down the road about the show, more than happy to come back and join you. That that's that's great, man. I can't wait. I maybe a recap for after this show and uh, talk yeah. about all the all the vicious knockouts and you can apologize for all those. We gotta have some. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll be down there buying some beers too. Thanks a lot, Steve. Thanks, guys. Have a great Thank day. You. Bye. you too. Take care. See ya. My bad. Hey, sorry for the wait, my nigga. Weezy style. Say goodbye to the old guy Back cause I'm too fly to ever fall off King of my city still running with the gritty Looking for the crown, tell them bitches come get it R.I.P. Bird still rapping to the finish Slick nigga, gifted Hate me but I'm still fly, God be my witness I'm just so fresh, ladies love me to death Mommy take those clothes off, I wanna see you up in this dress Blessed by the most high, mountaintop, no downslide You ride, I ride, together we fly Most these niggas living, but they living the lie Take the deep end, gon' peep in Taking over season, see they need some shine I'ma gon' shine, leave these niggas blind Word to the prayer hands tatted on my kids' moms First point, I'm proud of you, dude If I was you, I'd be mad at me too But life goes on when it's a spiritual move Gotta rely on your vision I'm in it, won't leave Until they know the real me All love, no hate, let niggas eat off my plate Now they wanna take what I gave Fall from a slave, but I salute the road being paved to fight that change. Flossing, flashing money, man, that shit's so lame. I remember dead broke, walking tightrope, praying for hope.